We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition of the podcast the bye week is underway we have one more sunday without green bay packers football and then they will return to the gridiron on the 22nd. They will go back out west. They will take on the Denver Broncos on the road. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can also find some of my work over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants podcast. Along with me, as always, of Packer Report, is Mark Eckel. Mark, it has been three days. It's already been dissected and talked about, but it's the bye week. So I think you and I have some thoughts on the state of the Green Bay Packers. We'll call this a State of the Union show. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not happy at all. Uh, there's a lot. When, and, and we'll go over it. The team just doesn't – well, no, let me say this. I won't say the team. The offense – and we knew this. We knew that you and I talked about this during the preseason leading up to this, that there was going to be growing pains, right? That there, that there was going to be mistakes made. Um, and they're making them. And, and and we're seeing the growing pains from the it's a it's a young and and you were more on this than than I was that, that, that they're young they're young they're gonna do and I kept saying well they're the receivers are young and the quarterbacks you know he's not young but he's a first time starter so we'll, we'll we'll say he's young but but I kept saying but the offensive line is veteran you know and and Aaron Jones is a veteran don't rely on 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 that they'll rely on their good offensive line and. One of the top, in my opinion, the top five back in the league. Well, Aaron Jones has played about what three quarters? Yep. Of of of, of, of in five games, he's been useless. He's hurt. No, well, yeah. I mean, you know, and and to find out, month. I mean, none of us, you know, he was listed as questionable, but he was limited. He he practiced all week. I thought for sure he was going to play, and we find out that he did something in practice on Saturday. Yeah, or he probably whatever. tried to stand up and get out of bed. I mean, I'm I'm very jaded right now. I mean, I, I don't dislike Aaron Jones, but at this point, I'm just, you know, listen, we're football fans. Football is a game of of, of availability. They always say availability is the best ability a, a yeah, football player door, can have. Durability, and, durability, and availability. Yeah, and that, and they just they just don't, you and know. Then, and and then we and then earlier in the week, we knew they weren't going to have David Bakhtiar. His season's well, yeah. over. Right, his his career is over. Let's be honest. Offensive line. That's that's the other part. I'm though. Remember, you know, you and I. I don't want to. I don't want to brag about, but you, you said something earlier, and, and we'll get to it later. But your your biggest concern, and and I'll we'll get to that as we as the show goes on. Your biggest concern going into the season has proven to be very very accurate of of what Packer fans should be concerned with, and 
which was which was Matt Lafleur to remind everybody. Yes. Well, I, yeah, I was going to leave him in suspense a little bit there. No, sorry, uh, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. And then I said to you, and I was just, I, I was, and I was hoping, I was maybe just panicking a little bit. But when Bakhtiari wasn't practicing and wasn't playing in pre, oh no, that's a, he's a Lamborghini. We're just going to bring him out on Sunday. Well, the Lamborghini broke down, mm-hmm. and it's a shame. I mean, both of these things, Aaron Jones and Dave Bakhtiari. It's a damn shame because you're talking about a top three left tackle, if not if not the top t- left tackle in the game, but I'll, I'll say top three, and a top five running back. Yeah. And this team wasn't deep enough or talented enough to overcome the loss of those two guys. Mm-hmm. And you know you're and look look at who you're replacing them with. You're replacing. David Bakhtiari, like I said, one of the best left tackles over the last whatever many years. I mean, he, he didn't just fall off a tree. You know, he's been around for a while, been pro bowls, all pro, everything. You know, you're replacing him with a second-year, seventh-round pick. Mm-hmm. That's a big and, – and, hey, listen, I'm not going to kill Rashid Walker because he's a second-year, seventh-round pick. He's not going to go out there and be David Bakhtiari. He's playing his best, and his best is what it is. He's a, there's a reason he went in the seventh round, and there's a reason you know. He, and he's young still. He's I'm proven. He didn't. I don't think he took a snap last year, did he? I don't believe he played at all last year. No, not much. Yeah. If if it was, it was in mop up duty. No. Right, taking knees and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, he's um, which leads to another question: How bad is Yash Neiman? Yeah, there was some talk about him earlier this week and some discourse on Twitter about it. And, and again, there have been times in the past where we found out that a player just kind of got himself in the doghouse with the coaching staff. Yeah, and, obviously. And Nyman seems to it seems to kind of be in, in one of those categories. I think Adam Stenovich, who doesn't really say usually much of note, said that he's where he's at right now and that's it. He's not playing. Yeah. There's a reason why they're going with Walker over Yash and obviously so, Zach Tom is an upgrade over Yash as well at over right well, Zach Tom we I thought so, especially on the right side. Mm-hmm. I, I said that when when they were saying they were battling because I saw the last two games of last year when when Tom replaced Neiman against the Vikings and completely shut down Zadarius Smith. Just mm-hmm. just took him out of the game. Yep. Where Zadarius didn't even talked to his teammates after the game and then went home. And then the last game against the Lions, he didn't he didn't shut down Hutchinson, but he kept him in check. Hutchinson mm-hmm. was killing Yash. And he he went in. So yeah, Zach Tom Yash isn't really a right tackle. He's more of a left tackle. So he might I mean, so if he's in that if he's that if he's not good enough to start, and this is where these problems this is why I have a lot of problems with the team right now. And this is just one of them. If Yash Neiman isn't good enough to start over Rashid Walker, a seventh-round pick in his second year, who's had, who's had his struggles the last couple of weeks, then why are you paying him four million dollars? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things that now, when if this. You want to tell me Walker's bet like Walker's just, just playing out of his mind and he hey we, now we got three good you know but Walker isn't playing out Walker's having some problems I mean, he's playing like a young left tackle right so Yash isn't good enough to play ahead of this guy I, I don't know I mean I've seen Yash play left tackle a lot over the last couple of years because back there he has missed so much time and he looked okay I don't think he was killing them at left tackle was he no but it was interesting that even two years ago when he played a lot when Bakhtiari was hurt and didn't get, didn't get back until the very end of the season and then the, the playoffs come around and Bakhtiari still wasn't ready to go he couldn't right. play they and they in. shuffled around the offensive line and, and were moving things around, and they didn't just go with the lineup they thought that they no. that they had been using because Yash had been out at left tackle. You're right. And I went I, with Billy Turner. I don't know. I mean, Turner to the left side and started Dennis Kelly, and that was a mistake. Yeah, they're they're just and 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 we'll we'll get back to your. But my point is, but my point is, listen, I'm not there every day. There, I I, I trust coaches because I always say this. Listen, we want the team to win, obviously, because we're fans, but. Our lives don't depend on them winning. I don't unless you bet a ton of money on them. It doesn't affect me personally if the Packers win or lose. I get upset, but it doesn't. My, my life goes on. Matt Lafleur could lose his job if the Packers keep losing, or Stenovich could lose his job if the offense doesn't win. Their jobs are on the line every week, so they you would think they they're going to play the best people, the people, and they watch them every day in practice. They watch what goes on. So my point is, if they don't think if Yash Neiman was that out of their plans. 
And why the hell did they give him the second round tender? Why are they wasting $4 million of cap room on him? Or now they, they lowered it a little bit because they did something to his contract. But why? 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 Well, part of, part of this is my follow-up to that. And then I have a question for you about okay. the coaching staff and Matt LaFleur specifically. Mm-hmm. Is that there have been a lot of interesting things that have happened already. We're only five games into this season and we've seen some really interesting head scratching things happen with the Packers injuries, players, you got the Yash contract, all that kind of stuff there too. And it seems like the Packers were kind of caught off guard by some of this stuff. And the other thing is, is that a lot of the players that they were counting on being big contributors this year, you already talked about Aaron Jones, Christian Watson hasn't been healthy, hasn't played. Romeo Dobbs had a little bit of injury. Yeah, I think he only missed missed what one game, part of a game. Dobbs, I don't think he they're not, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe actually, you're right. He didn't. Mm. But they're they're not getting one of the biggest contributors this year. One of our, you know, my fun little sneaky predictions was it's not going to be a player. It's going to be the year two and year three jumps of some of these young players. Well, some of those aren't happening. And you got Yash, who's in the doghouse. Bakhtiari's not going to play. Aaron Jones has missed a bunch of games. Christian Watson didn't come back as soon as they thought. You know, all these things are happening right now. And it's it's interesting watching the organization deal with it. And you talked about Matt LaFleur. And to a fault, or maybe unfairly, I, I lay a lot of this on, on him because he's the head coach. He's at the top yes. of the food chain as far as, as the coaching staff goes. So before I get into Matt LaFleur and his demeanor and all that other kind of stuff, because I don't want to make a prediction about something like a big concern or a negative or anything like that and then see it come true because it means the team is struggling in some way, shape, or form. I don't want that to be the case. I would love to be wrong all every single time about anything that I have a concern about or that's negative with regards to the Packers. But let me ask you this. Okay. Let's just get this out of the way here because I think <laughs> you more so than, than I are, are level-headed takes, right? And you've watched a, mm-hmm. lo- a lot of football. You've been around a lot of locker rooms. How, if at all, warm is Matt LaFleur's seat right now? Oh, I don't think it's that warm. And I, I, no, they're not, he's not getting fired. I mean, like, I mean, like during the season? No, and, and I agree. I'll just to start, I agree with you. Uh, I, I'm no. here to just tell everybody, like, you got to chill out. Like, the, the Packers just don't operate that way. They're, they're, his right. his seat, if anything, it's my not even lukewarm. It's like mildly warm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if the Packers just don't. The Packers just they don't. They don't but do stuff like that. In and, the, and, and, and he's Goody's guy, too. So mm-hmm. he gets an extra. Like, if they had a new regime in, oh, it, it would be hot. If you, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when, when, when they fired Mike McCarthy with a couple games to go. After he lost to Arizona that year, that was, you know, McCarthy was Ted's guy. Ted was gone. They're, they're eventually going to get rid of him anyway. They lost Arizona. They played a terrible game and lost to uh, Jake Rosen and the and the Arizona Cardinals. And yeah, yes, he, yeah, he deserved yeah. to be fired. He deserved to be fired. Oh man, um, I forgot Rosen started that yeah, game. That's even yeah, worse. That's, oh. Yes. So yeah, he deserved it, and I like Mike McCarthy, but he deserved it. But no, I don't. I don't. Um, to answer your question, I don't know. No matter what, they could go two and fifteen. They could lose the rest of their games. He might get fired that, the Monday after the season. But I don't think during the season that they. they well, they no, it would. It wouldn't be during the season. I mean, there, there would have to be a massive. And I'm not seeing or hearing anything at all. And, and again, we only get very small snippets of what is happening in the locker room for players or anything like that. I'm not getting a vibe at all that. This team is not playing for their head coach. Like that's no, that, not yet. It's it's no. not it's not to that level. I mean, there was part of it, and this was only a part of what Jair Alexander said about the defense, like needing to either score touchdowns or not give up touchdowns. And I think the context there was: look, this is where we're at. The offense is very young, up and coming. You got Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed and, and 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 receivers ending up in the same spot running routes. Musgrave got benched during the Raiders game. Christian Watson made a made a big play on a broken play, but then at the end, could he have come back and, and broken up the ball? Yes, he should have yes. tried. Jordan Love didn't throw the ball when he should have. The offense is just very disjointed. There's no identity. All the cliche things are 100%. So now I come back to Matt LaFleur, right? Now, again, right. you have to be realistic because... No, that's why I brought it up at the beginning. You yes. were concerned about Matt LaFleur, and I was more the... No, I'm anxious to see this guy now. It's going to be his offense. That's all we said, right? Aaron Rodgers is gone. 
Well, then we need so, a new offense already <laughs> because. Well, now I'm starting to think, and this is totally, I'm doing a 180 from what I said prior to the season, that I thought Rodgers, no, I don't think, I'm pretty sure Rodgers, Rodgers kind of, this, this was Aaron Rodgers' offense the last couple of years. Matt before his head coach and whoever the coordinators were, Hackett or Getsy or whoever it was, you know. Um, but Aaron, come on, it was Aaron Rodgers. Just like, the, you know, until he got hurt that jet offense was going to be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron, you know, he changed plays. They did things that he wanted to do. Right. Uh, they were in shotgun more than under center. They never ran a quarterback sneak. They, a lot of things. And, I, and listen, the, the, the man earned that right in a sense, because he's Aaron Rodgers. Well, now I'm starting to think, and I, I, I hate saying this, but maybe Matt LaFleur's offense isn't very good. Maybe Aaron Rodgers saved Matt LaFleur. Maybe Aaron Rodgers made Matt LaFleur look good for three years. It's possible. I think I think there's a, a really, really bad mix of a really bad recipe of things that are happening right now. Again, and you have players and, and not having Aaron Jones is huge. I, don't, it, I can't say it. He was it, my MVP before this, not of the league, but of the, for the Packers. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, but I, I, I think a lot of people will agree with me on this. If he never got if he doesn't get hurt against the Bears and it didn't look that bad. That's the crazy part. I think they'd be four and one. And if they were, and if they're four and one right now, even with a close win against the Raiders and the, and they hold on to beat the Falcons, we're not complaining about anything. We're fine. Oh my God! Not, not only aren't we complaining, the national media is talking about the the darling Packers and the Jordan Love's four and one and the surprise team and look, Aaron Rod, they didn't need Aaron. It's all, you know, candy and roses. <laughs> if they're four and one right now, right? They're tied for first, and yeah, they lost to the Lions, but that's okay. They're four and one. Yeah. No, that's that's true. That's true as well. I, I mean, I just the, the recipe of things is is not good. Like the the players that aren't contributing, you've got injuries. Aaron Jones, I'll just say this as good as he is and as much as he's as important as he is to the Packers offense. And he is he's a huge I'll call him a linchpin. He really is because it yes. either goes or doesn't go. As we've seen they're they're two and three instead of being above 500 because they have not had Aaron Jones for the past four games. But if you are that much different. With a running back who's really never been durable and played a bunch to begin with, then this year was going to be shot anyway. I mean, then we should have we should have never been fooled into into picking this team to win eight or nine games. They aren't going to win eight or nine. If, if Aaron Jones is only going to play a handful of games this year, they're only going to win the games he's playing that he's healthy and that he can actually contribute in because he didn't do anything against the Lions. He was in uniform, but no, he, he, didn't he didn't play, play and play. didn't do anything at all. And then right. to see him have this setback here, like, listen, I, I don't blame a player for an injury because football's a rough sport. Right. But – I also. Oh, I'm not quite the please. Oh, please. please I also don't, don't, and I know you're not either. But I don't I'm not have. Questioning his, I don't no, have the I'm patience. Not saying he's dogging it. No, all, he's but, not. But I don't but, have any patience for that. No, like I'm just no, listen. I know. The, the Packers have to play football. I have to watch it. I'm a fan. I want them to win. If you can't play, I'm sorry you're hurt. But can go get yourself right. And let me watch the players that are on the field. And now I need to understand, okay, Aaron Jones is gone. A.J. Dillon is going to be out there. And it's going to be Patrick Taylor, who apparently is no longer with the team anymore after being released. And they're not bringing it back. And I know that this it, this offense is going to struggle. It's not going to be as well-oiled. It's, it's going to be a shell of what it was. And A.J. Dillon actually, you know, for, okay for well, for, yeah, based on the curve of his bar, he played above his average, but the Packers still didn't run the ball very well. And that's a lot of that has to do with the offensive line as well, because the offensive line is also not very good. Rasheed Walker is not a good run blocker. John Runyon Jr. is injured. And at one point, he got pushed so far into the backfield that he banged into, he stopped A.J. Yeah. Dillon on one run. He should get credit for a tackle on, on one of those snaps. Yeah, you're right. Early, and, earlier in the game. Yeah. And then at some point, I think Royce Newman was in there for a couple snaps. And I, I'm not 100% sure what the, the deal was there, because Jenkins was, was back in play. But it's just... Matt LaFleur has got his hands full here. And again, it's his demeanor. I don't sit in the locker room. I don't have a bunch of X's and O's and stuff that I can tell you about. But his demeanor just does not come across as somebody who's like, all right, look, here's the deal. I mean, if you would even just sit there and just say, listen, we're a young team. There's a lot of learning. And he's kind of said it. But he says it in a way where he's almost just like dumbfounded. He doesn't know what his coordinators are doing. He doesn't know why the defense is giving up. We got a lot of stuff to figure out. It's like. Be a little bit more genuine. Be a little bit more, I don't want to say transparent because, you know, obviously you can't give away everything and you don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But 
just just tell it like it is and just say, listen, we are we are a young team right now that is really struggling in certain areas. And maybe in your opinion, he has done and said that. But I think his I don't know. I don't know. His demeanor to me just hasn't emulated a ton of confidence that this guy is the one you want steering the ship. And and I I just mean right now. I'm not talking about he needs to go now. I'm not even convinced that Matt Lafleur needs to go at the at the end of this season. But this is what I was worried about: was if everything goes south or sideways or whatever you want to call it, and it kind of has for a few games here. Aaron Jones hasn't played. Bakhtiari is done. Who's who's left to play left tackle? Well, you don't want to put Josh Nyman out there because he's worked himself into a doghouse, and so it's Rasheed Walker like. All of that stuff. Well, you still have to lead this team. You still have to find a way to get this team up and motivated and ready to play games on Sunday. I am concerned that if they don't play well and even worse, they don't beat the Broncos, who are not good this year, coming Neither off of the Raiders, coming off of a bye week. Well, see, that's that's the problem. Is you're playing two teams, albeit West Coast on the road, for whatever you want to factor that in, if, if at all. I uh, know that are not good no. with extra time to prep. If they don't look good in Denver and they lose and it doesn't look good, like that's when you're going to start to see these players. You're going to start to see things shake. Yep. It's going to, it's going to come undone because I, I don't, I mean, this might be leading you into a long diatribe, but I do kind of want your insight here on it. Cause I don't feel like Andy Reed, maybe he did lose the locker room. He doesn't seem like the kind of coach that ever did, but like, what well, what types of things do you start seeing players doing when that's starting to happen? Well, here's what happens. The older guys say they they know, they've been around, especially guys that have been on more than one team. They see it before anybody. And then and they just start saying, you know, screw this. You know, I'm not we're done. This guy's done. He's putting us in Well, first there'll be a players meeting. There'll be a players that that's the first sign of disaster. Players only meetings. All right. And then they'll be like, you know, they'll be yelling and screaming in those meetings. Usually somebody takes charge. But and then they tell you, oh, yeah, we had a we had a players only. We had a players only meeting and we we worked it out. And then sometimes they do. Sometimes it doesn't. But then they go out and lose again. Then it's like, okay, we're done. And they don't I don't I I don't want to say I don't want to use the word quit because players don't they don't quit. But if they have a little hamstring or if they have an ankle, they ain't playing. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna. They're not gonna put themselves through. And I can. I'm not. I'm generalizing here. But does you ask me what 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 I've seen? You know, if you're, you know, if your things are going well and you're winning and things are, ha- yeah, just you know, tape, tape that ankle up. I can do it. I'm I'm okay. When you're three and nine and things are going like you said sideways and now nah, that nah, my ankle's bad. I'm I, I need another week. I need another couple weeks. Whatever. And just the mood. And then the other thing is the mood of the team. Guys just aren't having fun you know and let's be honest you're supposed to have fun that goes away when things go bad now i don't know if any of that's going to happen I, I, let's hope it doesn't what i'm concerned about with with lafleur are two things one is like you said his demeanor is he is he capable of fixing what's wrong and is it fair and we, and is we don't it, know. i mean and it and i don't want to be unfair because again some of these circumstances are probably unforeseen, not not, not totally under his control. But well, you Troy do Aikman still have said, to lead the team. Yes. Well, Troy Aikman said during early in the game, you know, from talking because you know they they talked to the coach and some players like the night before or whatever. I don't know on a Monday night, maybe even that day. And he, you know, so apparently somebody, probably Lafleur, told him Aaron Jones was supposed to be a big part of the game plan tonight. So when when they found out he couldn't play, it really scrapped everything. All right, that's an excuse, a good excuse, but you got to have plan B. <laughs> I mean, you knew it's not like he woke up and had food poisoning, right? I mean, if he injured, if if this happened on a Saturday practice, you still had two full days, Sunday, all day Sunday, and most of the day Monday to come up with plan B, right? You would think. So I mean, again, if Aaron Jones got woke up Monday morning and said, oh, my God, if I ate some bad chicken or I don't know, whatever, and he had salmonella, oh, God, well, that's it's hard to scratch a game, come up with a new game plan in 20 minutes or a half hour, whatever, you know. But, you know, so I'm not buying. I'm not – like I said, I'm worried that 
can LaFleur fix? And maybe he can. Again, they have a bye week. Perfect time to get, although they had a mini bye week and came out and looked yeah. like this, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, can we, tr- can we trust the actual bye week? I mean, Last know. year, they, they didn't take the bye early. It was right around this time they lost to the Giants. They didn't take right. the bye week early. and Buffalo didn't either, by the way. Yeah. But like I noticed that Buffalo was in London last week, and they're, they're playing this week. The other thing is, there's a couple of things. One is that, can, can he, is he capable? Maybe he is. Maybe we'll – again, I think he's a bright guy. I don't know if he's – this teams sometimes act like their coach. But they absolutely do. The Detroit Lions are a prime example of that now. They play like Dan Campbell coaches, like what reckless abandon. They're 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 kind of crazy. Like they do crazy, you know. They, that's just how they are, you know. Matt Lafleur's to me is a, it's too finesse. It's too cute, you know. These little these little end arounds. This, this, you know that AJ Dillon was punishing the Ra- that Raider defense for a couple of. Just don't get cute. Just let AJ Dillon bust up for three, four yards every time. It was it worked fine on the one on your on your only touchdown drive, you know. So that's there's that. That can he fix my other my two other things are this team is even in the games they've won, they're not ready to play. Why why did they start so their first halves have been ridiculously bad. Well, they've only won two games. The Bears, the Bears game was. Uh, they started slow. The, they got they got better as the game went on in that game. Yeah, yeah. The the Saints game. I was and the there. The Saints game was obviously the Saints game was. They didn't do anything to the fourth this quarter. This is this is exactly what I'm. This is exactly what I'm talking about here. And it's and it's whether again whether it's fair or not. I'm saying it into the microphone right now. I want everyone to understand. Like, I blame the head coach because he's the head coach. It doesn't coach, matter. Yes. It doesn't matter what the other factors are or the other X Y Z and Z's. You're the head coach of this football team. You have to get this team ready to play. Now, listen, he is who he is, and that's one of the reasons I had concerns is because if you're winning, a lot of those things get fixed and, and, and they manage themselves. When you need to rally the troops and you're a Matt LaFleur type, I have no idea how good or effective he is at doing that. I, I really don't. Right. I, I, I don't see we it. Don't. We, we haven't seen enough of I don't yet. see players that are giving up on him or anything like that, so I have to assume that he's got an ability to reach his players and that they are willing to play for him and, and, and the staff and all that other kind of stuff, but... This is he seems yeah he seems like a he's he's a decent person I mean he seems like he's not like I've covered coaches who were not players didn't like him from the go and then they just kind of so they weren't going to play hard for him but I like you said I think that I've never heard a player although who's that that who's that quarterback that, that we used to tease Paul about Bankert Kurt Bankert he kind of ripped the floor pretty good on 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 Twitter well Kurt Bankert didn't get along with Matt Lafleur. They had a, a personality yeah, clash. They had a personality clash, and but that's here's my fine. thing on that. But here's my thing on that. Kurt Banker, please. Do I do I really care what Kurt Banker thinks? The guy never played. He played one snap in his, in his NFL career. No, but he was he was mm. no. And I, I'm not putting a ton of stock into mm. it either. But he was in the locker room for whatever mm. it's worth. But that's the thing is but we he, have to do have to we have to decide he's a, he's what we're going to. He, he's a scorned. Yeah, he's the he's the girlfriend that you that you left. To go to, for the for the better looking girl, former player, and, and she's pissed. You right, know, you know what I'm saying. Well, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm not putting any any stock in Kurt. So that's not. that's the thing is we have to decide how much stock we're going to put into that. That's no, on no, us no, if zero. we're going to do it or not. Zero. But but he did say bad things about. Him. So I, I guess we've kind of already kind of already made the, the the biggest points that I came in wanting to to. Well, no, which, no, which I, were, I have a couple more about. I've, I've well, I know you do, about, but my I'm, I'm just saying like that. my big my big bullet points were. Is Matt Lafleur's seat warm, and what's the confidence level moving forward? Because he he just does not at this point right now. You've kind of lost me in terms of that. I don't you know I'm I'm not giving up on the Packers, but I'm not willing to put my like I don't know if I can pick them against Denver. And I, I mean, there's probably a lot of eyes rolling and, and people saying, "Oh, you know, you're overdoing it and you're you're you know you're overblown." Yeah, okay, I, I am because. I just Denver, watched what I watched. I was, right. folks, I was there. I was in Las Vegas. I was in the building. There were more than 50% of that stadium was, was Packers fans. It got loud on defense. Yes. You probably heard it on TV. And they still lost. Okay, this, just that the head coach just does not strike me as somebody that I can get myself behind and say, hey, listen, he's going to write the ship. Everything's going to be fine. I just don't get that vibe. That's my issue. I'm, I'm, and I'm agreeing with you on that. I don't know either. I don't know. I, 
And I'm not saying they're going to lose. I just, I just don't, I don't know. Flip a coin. If you ask me if they're going to beat Denver right now, Mark, I'm flipping a coin. I have no idea. I don't either. I don't know what to expect. Because let me tell you something. Denver's bad. Yes, they're bad. But so are the Raiders. The Raiders and Denver played each other opening day. Wasn't it a, wasn't it a one point game? I don't even remember. I, I, I didn't tune in because it was a very uncompelling matchup. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a one point game. I think the I think Raiders beat them by a point or two. It was a close. It was close. Maybe been three point. I don't know. My my point, pardon the pun, is the, if you can lose to the Raiders, you can lose to anybody. Right? The Raiders aren't good. They're not good. Well, the Packers They're just deep. lost to the Raiders, so maybe the Packers are I'm worse saying. than both of them. I, well, that's I'm, we'll find out. That's my point, is the Raiders, they scored 13 points against the, a Raider defense that has been awful. Yes, Max Crosby is a great player. You knew that, right? I hope you knew that. They, they, can, they had to call up two secondary members off the practice squad just to play in that game. Yes, and, they didn't, and the Packers didn't exploit it. You know, Max Crosby is a great he's, he's He's a great player, no doubt about it. Uh, the kid's been... Fourth round pick out of Central Michigan, God bless him. But when the team only has one, you know, you got to stop him. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to do whatever it takes, and it's and it's not letting having Tucker Kraft try to block him. Yeah, the tight ends and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I mean, just it's... Let Zach Tom or, or Rashid Walker, whoever, whatever side he lined up on, should have been him with help. You had to, you should have double teamed him every play. I mean, you yeah, know instead of, I mean, play. throw Patrick Taylor out there. Instead of throwing Patrick Taylor five passes and then only giving Romeo Dobbs three three targets and that was awful. everyone else, too. Like, I just, you know, LaFleur's play calling got a lot of heat. Jordan Love didn't play particularly well. He threw the ball away three no. times. And listen, all three of those interceptions, the quarterback is the one that throws the football. I don't care what mm-hmm. the play call is. I don't care what the, you know, it, oh, that was the worst play call for against that defense. The quarterback is on the field. If you see it's a bad play, it's going to go poorly. Yeah, right, Your receiver's yeah. not open. You've got to try to throw the ball on the ground, throw it out of bounds, get out of bounds, do something. Jordan Love threw three terrible balls. Yeah, because no, I, the, the first one was right to the defender. He said well, he, he didn't, didn't see him. him. He didn't see him, yeah. Obviously, I, he didn't see him. I need to I, – I guess I need to play more quarterback and get out and, and find a rec team to go play on so I can understand how when there is nothing – between you and the defender, how in the hell you didn't see that defender? But okay, fine. You didn't see him. Terrible pass. That's on you, Jordan. The second one, late over the middle. Look what happened. The ball gets tipped it's in like the air, yeah. picked off. And the last one, we all well, know. He tried to force it. He tried to force it. Late over the middle. Right. And it got bumped up and picked off. And the last ball was late and it wasn't high enough. Christian Watson needs to come back and do more to help his quarterback. But all Christian Watson is doing at that point is becoming a defensive back. It's not like Watson dropped a ball. Love didn't put it in a good spot. Watson didn't turn and look. There was all kinds of badness there, right? So well, all these well, things, all these, all of the these six, things happen. The six foot four guys can't let the five foot nine guy intercept that. That's I, all. I'm, that, that's my own. This the, I, and again and again back to your point. The team takes on the persona of its head coach. And right now this team does not scare anybody. No, There's nobody. I mean, if you can't beat, like you said, Josh McDaniel, Josh McDaniels and, and the Raiders who are not very good. Well, now you're going on the road again out West and you're playing the Denver Broncos who also have not been very good, but Sean Payton has won a Super Bowl. So should I be more worried now that you're going to play the, the Denver Broncos in Denver, I and mean, are, are they going to be prepared for the altitude and all this other kind of stuff? Like, I just, I don't know how much I can no, buy no. into the Packers right now. And then they go into a stretch of games where now they've got the Vikings at home. Justin Jefferson's going to be out for a while. I think that that you want to talk. I mean, who, who knows? But that should be a little bit easier than at least it looked on the schedule prior sure. to or when when things started. Because then you've got you got to face the Chargers. Now that one's at home. You got the Chiefs at home, but it's still the Chiefs. Oh yeah. You got the road game. You got to go see Detroit on a short week. You can you can take. I'll tell you right now. Spoiler alert, because you and I are going to be doing the uh, Thanksgiving Day edition of the Pack a Day podcast and the game day preview for the Thanksgiving game. The Packers aren't winning that game. They, think so. Unless unless something happens in Detroit between now and then, the Packers are absolutely not not winning that game. That's just it. Just I I can't even pick them to win the next game because I need to see them win a game before I can. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza. Pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? In college, I personally dealt with an addiction that was tough to get over. And while my mind kept telling me to do the right things and I wanted to do the right things, it was always hard trying to make the right choices in real time. What I eventually found out was that therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back and how to work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy has helped me with my past struggles and helped make me a better person today for my friends and my family. Therapy has helped me learn my trigger points, my destructive habits, and what positive steps to take to ensure that those negative behaviors turn into positive ones. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be catered to your schedule, and flexible to your individual needs. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. Hello friends, today we're brought to you by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and using code PACKADAY for 20% off plus free shipping. I recently picked up Manscaped new handyman and friends. It is amazing. There are so many incredible aspects, but the fact that it has one guard that can trim to 20 different beard lengths is a game changer. Their skin safe technology is legit and getting through a full shave without any nicks and cuts gives me all the confidence in the world to go for that smooth, close shave. Oh, and you can use it for wet or dry use as well. So this amazing device does absolutely everything. Right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code packaday. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, 
Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using Prize Picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I, I, I'm... I understand. What and this saying. is three days later after the game and that, and I'm still there, you know, I mean, but we have to, I, I think it was like, okay, the Atlanta loss, young team loss, bummer. The Detroit loss. Okay. Then they, then they beat the Saints. Then they lose to Detroit, but it's like, oh, well, the Lions are good this year. And, and they kind of, you know, scored a little bit in the third quarter. Once again, had a very, very slow start. And then they come out and look like absolute garbage against the Raiders like that. Now it's like, okay, this is why I've kind of, I'm like, okay, listen, it's on me now if I overshoot my expectations of this team. Because there, oh, and there, right. was, yeah, no. there was a lot of talk about, oh, the Packers should win this matchup. They've got an advantage here. Every time the Packers have had an advantage under, under Matt LaFleur, it seems like they never fully take advantage of it. Somehow they can't get their ish together and take advantage of whatever that thing is that they're supposed that's supposed to be slanted in their favor. So well, what bothers me is something you said earlier. And this isn't necessarily on LaFleur. Well it is because like you said, he's the head coach, right? So everything falls on him. But this is his him and his staff. I'll say his offensive staff. Because guess what? Joe Barry got better. <laughs> Defense only allowed 14 points. The defense has been giving up less than 20 points a game, and this team can't find a way to win more than they lose. Exactly. But here's here's what you said earlier about the second-year guys making jumps, right? And how they're not doing it. Are they getting getting coached properly? Are they – because, you know, players react to coaching. Are they being put in the right spots? Are they they being used the right way? Are they getting – are they being used to the best of their abilities? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Or are they here? Here's part two to that. If all that, if they are, and it's not the coach's fault, the players just aren't good enough. Well, then it's a whole other story. And then it falls on the general manager for drafting and signing these guys. I don't know. I, I don't think that's the case, but I don't, I, I, I don't know. Um, you knew there was going to be some growing pains. You did, but I thought you, they shouldn't regress. And right now they're they're regressing on offense. Mm-hmm. No, now, and defense, that's that's. Now, a, I'll get the defense. Now let's just for a second talk about the defense. They were with, they were without both of their linebackers and their safety for most of that game. Campbell didn't play at all. You know he was out. Quay Walker, who's been their best defensive player this year, went out what early in the midway second quarter or mm-hmm. early or early second quarter, mm-hmm. and and Darnell Savage who would have had a pick six, I think, or, or at least an interception. And I, I don't know what was that. I couldn't, you know, you probably had a better view that, that, that I did. Um, Aikman thought it was going to be a pick six. He, he, he goes to make the play and he pull, and he hurts his leg, pulls a calf muscle. I mean, that's kind of a bad luck, but that he missed the rest of the game. So they, they played, I guess it was McDuffie and Eric Wilson at linebacker most of the way. Yep. And, and Jonathan Owens at safety. Yeah. And I saw that and the defense. I... Held him to 17 points, really, really 14, because, you know, Love gave him the ball at the seven. Yeah. And they held all they him had to, to All goal. they had to do was go three and out and kick a field goal. And a defense, and they held him to a field goal there. That was that was pretty big. And then on the other on the other interception, they, they didn't get any points. They punted. Right. So the defense is holding up its end of the bargain, but you've got people who want to just Joe Barry it to death, and that's going to be the scapegoat forever. You have to see evidence of improvement. Even if you're losing games, you can't look worse losing games and they're looking worse and worse. And the All other thing, and yeah. the other thing, and it's one game, it's one game. So I'm not giving up on Jordan Love. But the one thing that was said commonly throughout the offseason was as part of the evaluation of a young quarterback in Jordan Love is you want to at least see, even if the Packers aren't very good or they don't make the playoffs or they don't have a great record, 
You don't want them to say, hey, we lost a lot of our games because of the quarterback. And so far, I would say this is the only game where I think Jordan Love is is very high a, a very yeah. high reason why it's it's one out of five games. I'm not I'm not gonna freak out about that. But if it happens again, if he goes out and throws another two two picks and only has one touchdown and they lose in Denver and it's a low scoring game again, well, you know, now we're now starting start to worrying. now we're starting to see and and then it brings up your your question, which we're never going to get the answer to because they never, they're never they never going to tell us, like, hey, our coaching staff is not doing their job, but are they being coached well and properly? Justin, Justin Fields did. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's – I mean, the Bears are still a terrible a terrible team overall, but if Jordan Love just – you know, if, if he had and, – and, again, the completion percentage is a thing and, and the accuracy and, and a lot of those things don't tend to – fix themselves. I mean, he could improve and and I think with with more playing time maybe hopefully he will, but you you've got to see It wasn't just Love though. Love didn't Love played his worst game and and I gave him the defensive zero in in, in my post-game analysis, but I mean they get the ball first and goal at the 3 and after the, run down after with, the horse collar. After, yes. After this, yes. First and goal at the 3 it's 10-10. They like I said before they they got to get 7 there. Yes, they you don't. do. That's on and them. Dylan, Dylan carries, and I, that was great. Again, I'm not blaming the play call. You, you're, yeah, run AJ Dylan, right? Because they have terrible you, you run just, defense. You should, with three tries, you should be able to run AJ Dylan three times and get in one. And he should, yes, and he and they did. did. <laughs> they did. So Dylan and the line are to blame there. And then the last drive, after Josh McDaniels said, "Okay, Packers, we're going to try to let you win this game because we're going to kick, we're going to try a 53 yard field goal instead of." Just going for it on fourth and one. We're gonna we're gonna give you eight extra yards to start your drive. What? It, am I the only one that thought that was a really bonehead move by McDaniel? Yeah. I mean, I, I said, I even said, if he makes the field, even if he makes the field goal, Packers got a chance to tie. I said at the time, I said the the Raiders are if they if they go full Raiders, they're gonna try a field goal here. And I saw them. I saw Daniel Carlson come out onto the field because I'm at the game. Oh, yeah, right. So I saw Daniel Carlson come out on the field, and I'm like, this is either going to be a fake or they're going to try to draw Green Bay offsides, and it's going to be the dumbest first down (laughs) to ice this game. And then they lined up, and I said, they're not going to actually snap the ball. And then they snapped the ball, and I thought to myself, you got to be – and then he doinks it, and he doesn't make the kick. And I'm like, this is going to be – this is going to be insane. This is going to be absolutely insane. This that McDaniels is going to get fried – (laughs) <laughs> for that for that decision, but uh, maybe he knew something that we didn't, which was, hey, no, I, I got a bad team and my team's not very that. good. But you watch this, watch the Packers completely trip over themselves, and they did. Well, and they did, but but again, they moved the ball, right? They get it to the thirty-five, first down at the thirty-five, and again, love love throws the interception, but Dobbs, who I like a lot, and I think you know he dropped he he drops a ball that should have been caught on the sideline. For that would have been like a 10-yard gain, I believe, right? Yep. And I think he dropped it because he was just so shocked that they actually threw him the ball because they ignored him the whole game. Um, and then the sec- then second down, Musgrave drops a ball that should have been caught over the middle. That would have been another – that would have been at least well, – that, that was another 10 yards, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean – and then the interception. But it, it maybe if Dobbs or Musgrave catch – those passes, there is no interception. I don't, who knows? I mean, no, of course not. Because you're, you're, it was you're, three bad plays. Well, your play call changes. Of course not. Then you're going to go with right. something. You're going to go with something different. Right. And depending on what hash you're on and all that other kind of stuff, but it it just it was a it I was. Mean, there was three bad plays by but by three different. Love threw two good balls to Dobbs and 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 Musgrave, and they both and they were both dropped. So, not that I'm not that I'm re- absolving Love of of blame for the whole game because he played a bad game, but. He threw two pretty his two probably two best passes he threw all night, and it never dropped. And again, and Christian Watson, like you saw, he, he, and again, everybody knows I wasn't the, the biggest Christian Watson fan, and then I came around a little bit because he seems like a great kid. He does, but he's hurt a lot. He's got to score on that seven. He he can't get caught. He, if he's just, if he's the fastest man on earth, you know, he runs a four, or whatever, blah blah blah, and he's he did all. You can't get caught. Well, Peter Bukowski on Locked On said that he thinks that it it, it looks and almost looks like Christian Watson may not totally be back yet. I, I think mm, prime please. is he ever going to be back? Fully healthy, Christian Watson probably probably burns through and 
and gets through. And, and it's like everybody was like, oh, Marcus Peters, the, the horse collar, they got to change the rule and all that score stuff. The play. Packers just need to score from three yards out. They just yeah, need to score it. a touchdown. Smart just get into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, of course. Save it, save the touchdown, and and you know you got to do what you got to do. You're paid to stop guys from getting in the end zone, and he had to do what he had to do. It was a penalty. It's a dirty play. All that kind of stuff. I agree, but you got to do what you. Then the do. Packers have to turn around and make him pay for and it and score, say, "Hey, right. score!" Yeah, get in the end zone, score the touchdown. Just not, not a, right. not an ideal, not an ideal scenario, not an ideal situation there. So as far as where we're at right now, I, I don't know. I mean, what what do you? What do you you need to see? I don't want to sit here and say how concerned are we. It's still early in the season. And this Packers team is concerned. they're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to win a championship. They've got way too many holes and all that kind of stuff. But what is what I guess at this point right now, and we'll have a chance to talk about it next week before they, they play again. But for, right now, three days later, what what do you need to see? And your answer can be different next week when when they go into Denver. What what do you need what do you need to see? I need to see the offense A start with some yes. intensities, with some fire, with some a game plan. Have a show me a game plan that more I mean, usually a lot of the you know, Mike Holmgren, and I I will go back to him, even Mike McCoy, but Mike Holm, if you look back when they script the first whatever many fifteen plays or so everybody does it different now, but it used to be fifteen, they almost always scored. Mm-hmm. In those fifteen plays, almost always. Mm-hmm. I mean, those teams got out to great starts, and then you know sometimes they lost, sometimes they went out, whatever. But they got, they were always prepared. You know, even McCarthy's teams early on, they were they they got out to good starts. This guy's not. They're not getting. And again, I, I don't know if it's the youth part of. I mean, could be maybe they're. I mean, he got mad. At, he pulled Musgrave because he was obviously not where he was supposed to be on a couple plays, right? I mean. Yeah. Um, that's been a problem that he's not running the right routes. Is he? Is he? You know, uh, that's not good because we all thought he was going to be a factor. To those who, rookie. those who, and I think I, I was critical of them who were very, very skeptical that this young group was going to be productive for the Packers are, are starting to look like maybe they were they were onto something and maybe they were right. You're benching your your tight end who should be a focal point of your offense. And listen, you know what you do in this Denver game because, and especially if if you're if Aaron Jones can't play again. Okay. Just you know what? Force feed Musgrave and Dobbs and Christian Watson and and just just live well, and die with them because those are your guys. They need the reps. They need the experience. And now it's like okay, it's truly about twenty four. Then you know your your approach and your game plans should be different. Well, see, I think they forced force fed Watson too much Monday night. It was like we're just going to. It almost looked like Rodgers trying to get the ball to Adams, even though Lazard's wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was going to Watson, Watson, Watson. <sighs> Again, I'm not I, I don't want to be the, as everybody. I killed him last and he had and he had those big games. Everybody, oh, oh, Christian Watson. Christian Watson's an athlete. He's a great athlete. He's not a great football player. He's just not. He's a great athlete playing football. And that could work. That could work. There are there, are, there have been guys that have been great athletes that were able to do some good things. But he's got a long way to go to become a great football player. He, he doesn't. He doesn't do things. And again, it's because he, you know, if he went to Florida State instead of North Dakota State, maybe he'd be more ready. And I, and I know people crack on me on, oh, you, you don't like small school kids. No, I don't, because they're not ready for the NFL. Mm-hmm. They play nobody. They play in front of nobody. You know, give me the guy that went to Michigan and played in front of 100,000 people every week. Or the guy that went to Georgia, Alabama, Florida. Give me the real school kids, not, not kids that went to Division two school, whatever the hell they are. They, they take more time because they're not ready. There's a reason they went to that school. Right. Well, and, and, I'm, you I'm know, sorry. I don't, the other thing that stands. They got the kid from South Dakota State. He, he can't play either. Yeah. Or he's not, not yet. Right. He's not ready. He looks like he looks lost when he, when he goes out there. Yeah. yeah Why? They, they've got he yeah. nobody. He's not ready. Well, that's that's what happens when you're relying a lot on these young players to have to step in and play right away. Well, well guess what? The, the Georgia guys look ready. In almost every game, and maybe with the exceptional Lions game, the first – the first series on defense, the Packers absolutely just are crushing the opponents. I mean, if I remember correctly, in the Saints game and the Raiders game, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary both get huge sacks to, to thwart those drives and force an early punt. And it's like the the Packers offense just, I don't know why it takes so long. And well, first of all, then the defense, they have a hard time getting getting more pressure. Now the Packers put some good pressure on on Garoppolo and he threw 
the interception of Rudy Ford. I think Rudy they Ford could have had pretty well, by the way. They could have had a couple of others. You had the Savage play, which which was yeah. you know I, I just you listen you know I I don't have high expectations of Darnell Savage. He's shown me he's just shown me way too many times that he's not a playmaker and he's he's allergic to the football. He's okay, but not great. And it's for where he was picked, he needed to be great because he was a first rounder. Sure. And then you've got Keyshawn Nixon, who by his own admission on at least one play. You know, some of my some of my uh, crew that I was out watching the game with had a chance to go and talk to some of the players afterwards because they were doing media. And Keyshawn Nixon also said he he misplayed one ball. He could have had a pick six, but he didn't. He thought it was I think it was he was on uh, Devontae Adams and he thought Adams would be a little bit more aggressive going for the ball. And, and he could have jumped it. But he wanted to be, you know, obviously a little bit more careful because it's Devontae Adams. Just I, I mean, make the damn play. If it's in front of you, just make the damn play. Just catch the ball return it there's just there's so many missed plays that are just sitting out there and 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 I kind of I put a tweet out on Tuesday and I said you know remember back when you were in school and there would be like a big test and if you were the person who used to study hard and you would come in and just kind of like you know be thinking about and like okay I got to do well I prepped I'm ready to do this like and you're you walk into class and you're you're like you got the little, little nerves going but you're ready for the test you prep for it and then you see some of your other classmates walk in. They're still laughing from stuff they were talking about in the hallway. And you know for a fact that they didn't study at all. And they get the same grade that you did. Like, the, the Packers are the first one. The Packers are like, we prepped. We practiced. We're here. We're going to do it. Uh, Matt LaFleur has got us ready. And we got our game plan. And we're going to come in there. And, uh-oh, uh, a couple things didn't go well. And now all of a sudden... They can't play football because they're they're completely thrown off. Like, you know, the magnetic pull in the earth completely changed the rotation and now everything is, is gone sideways. Like that's part of, of the frustration with me is this team just cannot get back on track when things don't go great. Now, you can point to the Saints game and say, well, then what was that? Well, OK, but is that the persona of this year's team? First of all, you don't want to have to come back from 17 points in the fourth quarter every single game. But well, no, that's not do happen. you do we trust do we trust this team to be able to respond? That that was the frustrating thing was there was just no response. There was no like, hey, somebody's got to make a play. Somebody's got to do something. There was the deep ball to Christian Watson, and I watched it. I watched the route. I saw Watson get bodied. He's 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 on the outside of the receiver. Love tries to bring him back inside. Now I don't know if Love saw something that he thought Watson was going to be able to burn by the guy and just come inside, catch it, and walk into the end zone, but. Watson could not get around the defender and then he didn't even have a chance to try for the ball because it fell incomplete because he could never get around the defender. Right. So it's just, it's stuff. It's just stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of disjointedness. I just don't know how much confidence I have in Matt LaFleur to get. And again, he doesn't, and, and he doesn't have a great record coming out of the bye either. He had a, but he was perfect going into the bye. going at Mike McCarthy. Used to be great coming out of the bye. He had a, he had a really good record, you know. Now it's a different team, different situation. This head coach does not do great coming out of the bye week. Well, well you're not going to well. get. Listen, dude, you're you're. Uh, the good news is you don't have any more bye weeks to contend with. The bad news is you don't have any more rest for your team. Right. The only well, no, the, the, the bye is coming out. I think they need a bye right now. They they need to do something and they need to get healthy. Um. Only to get Jones. only to get hurt again, and I'm being very um, jaded by saying that, but I can I mean, see it happening. Aaron Jones by the half by the halftime of the Denver game has a hundred yards and a touchdown, and he's hurt again. No, that's not. See, that's make it. You know, I'll 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 tell you what an old friend of mine, former player Gary Cobb, used to tell me all the time. We did a lot of radio together up in Philly when he was done playing, and and he knows from his from his own personal experience, plus from. His teammates and friends in the league. As you get older, when you start to get hurt, you don't stop getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Because and it's not always the same injury, but it's you know it's a hamstring, then it's a calf, then it's a quad, then it's something else. It's just because your body just it, when you're 23, you know, yeah, you can bounce back quicker and and, and you're fine. But when you're 30, 31, 30, you know, was Aaron Jones 29, 28, 28, yeah, 29. All right, I mean, he's not old, but He's not. He's got. You know. He's been in the league a while now. I mean, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't want you to be right about that. I, I want. I want you to be right about the hundred yards and the touchdown. But I don't want him to get hurt again. But I mean, 
It's just it's a shame. It's just because like I like I said before, if Jones if Jones and Bakhtiari are playing like we thought they were going to when before the season, and that's what I'm right you're gonna ask me what I'm writing about this week. That's what I'm gonna write about is that I was wrong about this team because I thought they were gonna have a good offensive line and a top five running pack and mm-hmm. they haven't had either. And they're not good enough to overcome that. Yeah. 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 And again, it's you know, uh, injuries happen, and you know, they do, they do, they do. But you know, you still have to figure out what it is that you're that you're doing. You still have to figure yes. out how you're going to get your team ready to play, prepped, all that other kind of stuff. And that's 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 where we're. I think that's that's kind of where we're at with this whole thing. Is is how much confidence do we have in this team to turn things around and and in the head coach to get them ready? But now we're. I think we're just kind of. You know, I think we've covered well, like the, said, covered the biggest well, points. Well, well, here's one thing too. Like I said early in the show about, um, you know, you, you you lose David Bakhtiari, a, a, one of the best left tackles in the game for the last whatever many years, and the drop off is to a second round. Uh, I'm sorry, a second year seventh round guy. That's that's a big drop off. Well, AJ Dillon shouldn't be a big drop off. He was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. He was, you know. He should be better than he is, mm-hmm. and he's not. I mean, nope. and again, he's he's regressed, and, I, and that's what I worry about. Why are why aren't some of these younger players getting better? And yeah. I'm hoping that's not a trend. I'm hoping uh, Romeo Dobbs should be getting better. Watson should be getting better. Devontae on defense, they have Devontae White has played pretty well. I think um, Quay Walker's been was playing was been lights out before he got hurt. Who else young, is young on defense? Rudy Ford is a guy that's played better. Um, no, he's not even that. He's Slayton. Is, he is what he is. He's a big run stopper, and he's done okay. Um, so yeah, the defensive guys, the young guys, for the most part, have. Well, Rashawn Gary, if you want to take it way back to where he didn't do anything as a rookie, he learned and watched, and you know now he's a very, very, very good pass rusher. Um, so defensively, yeah, the guys, the young guys, have gotten better and have stepped up. Um, offensively, I can't say that right now. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, Royce Royce Newman started as a rookie and didn't you know he looked like he was okay. Now he, you're afraid to put him on the field. So is it is it coaching or is it players? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I got it. I think it's a little bit of. I mean, it's always a player. A player is a player, right? I mean, but coach. I mean, what, what are if if it was just the players, then, then why have eighteen assistant coaches or whatever the hell the hell they have? Right? right? If you don't. Right. If it's just players are just going to play, then what do you need all these coaches for? Yeah. So it's yeah. got to be some coaching, right? I mean, no, it does. It definitely does. No, it definitely does. I mean, it's we got. I mean, well, a week from now we'll have the first injury report. They'll just be starting to get back to work to get prepped up for Denver. It's the bye week, so I guess at this point right now, for for whatever it's worth, event for anybody who's just still frustrated by the the Raiders game and maybe still fr- still you know frustrated by the Lions game. Enjoy the week off and the stress-free Sunday because the Packers are back at it a week from Sunday. Now, during the bye week here, what happens with your stuff over at Packer Report? What's up now? Well, what's did, coming up? What's up now is still the, uh, the analysis of, of the game. And I'm going to write a story saying, you know, that I was, you know, what's what's going wrong and, and why they're not what I, what I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Got it. And I'll be back with a Quick Slants podcast on Monday. Some more thoughts heading into a week of the Packers getting back and prepping for Denver. And a lot of it's probably going to be talking more more, more discourse about the coaching staff, the expectations, and, and all that other kind of stuff, too. I will just tell you, for those of you who are, who are upset that the Packers fans sold all their tickets, I bought tickets in Denver, and I didn't buy them until two nights before the game. And Vegas, there were Vegas. six in – oh, that's right, in Vegas. What did I say, Oakland? Uh, no, you said Denver. Denver. <laughs> I'm not going to Denver. I uh, know in Vegas. And there were, again, it was at least half, if not more than oh, half yeah, Packers fans. So there were a lot of tickets that got sold. A lot of tickets that got sold <laughs> oh, to this I'm game. And I know that Las Vegas is not Green Bay and this is not Lambeau Field and it's different. They don't have a 25-year waiting list for their season tickets and all that kind of stuff. But that's just the way it goes in today's NFL. It just is what it is. So, That'll do it for a longer edition of the the Pack a Day podcast this Thursday. But we had a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot, obviously, a lot of a lot of feelings and a lot of stuff to get out there. So, thanks everybody for riding along with us. We'll be back again next week. Until then, enjoy the weekend off, the stress free weekend, 
getting ready for a, a week of prep for the Packers taking on the Denver Broncos next week, and we will be back at that time. Everybody take care of yourself, and as always, go Pack Go.